Hey y'all, welcome to this week's Ellie's Corner. We're going to be talking about Joseph Quinn's characters, Prince Paul and Catherine the Great, which uh, right now is on Max. Um, it was on HBO. So let's talk about it. Um, so Prince Paul, um, that particular character, it's also a historical figure, right? So, um, but the character itself that Joe plays starts off when we first see him kind of ratty kind of like spoiled because he's kind of he's royalty right his dad has passed um we look at him being raised by his mother and when we see all of that we see it kind of through his they show it more through the perspective of his mother's eyes um and he's not a quite 18 yet so when we see all of this going down, his mom's like, hey, we got to kind of get through. And he's just kind of like spoiled. He's just like, I want it and I want it now. And he thinks he's going to inherit the crown when he turns 18, right? So he has this preconceived notion that once he turns 18, he's going to become king. He doesn't know what is about to in, in ha like happen when he turns 18, um, so he's got this very entitled, like, this is mine, 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 mine. Um, you can hear it in a snotty little attitude, um, which he plays very well. Um, his, you know, Helen Marin, who plays Catherine, makes the comment, um, to one of her friends in goes, oh, he's just so ugly. I don't know how anyone could adore him. And like, just kind of makes that snotty offhanded comment. And I'm just like... They chose the wrong man to play this character um, if they wanted him not to look handsome or enthralling to people. Um, Paul is not the greatest human being either. Um, he's very entitled. He's very like, I want it and I want it now. He wasn't also the greatest human being. Um, he's slept around with maids. He slept around and had illegitimate children throughout history. And you can ultimately see that and go back and read through archives of historical documents. So and with all of that happening, um, he turns 18 he and his mom's like, you have to find a wife. Uh, so he chooses this one person and, but throughout this, he's constantly fighting with his mother, right? And he's constantly trying to, he's talking to his confidant and he's trying to, um, get the upper hand and take the kingdom. Um, and you can see through the way that he handles everything and the way that he talks, he's very like, hmm, this kingdom is mine. It's not my mother's. Um, it was my father's and only men get to be king. The only reason she is queen right now is because my father died. And so he ends up um, getting married and his mom's like, you do realize like your best friend and your wife are fucking and like calls it out <laughs> and he's like no they're just really close because he's my best friend and she's my he's kind of very fucking oblivious to what's going on even though you know this man is like not doing the best things and probably having marital feels outside of all of this um with his maids and all of the other shit that's happening around the um palace his mom was also having affairs with her people as well. Like, it's not the greatest time. Like, it was a, like, I kiss and don't tell type 
deal. Um, it's also why syphilis kind of spread really fucking rapidly um, through shit. So you also have that. Um, but the other pieces of all of this, right? So you have a lot of it going down. But he's also like, this is going to be my kingdom, right? So he's like, I get married, I have a child. His mom still has not given him the kingdom. And he keeps asking. He's going, when are you handing me over the kingdom? When are you going to step down as queen? And when are you going to hand me the keys? Because it is my kingdom. I'm the king. Um, and she's like, oh, you're not ready yet. You're not ready yet. And keeps pushing that on him. Um, goes through and he's trying to plan to, he's planning to go behind her back, right? So he's not being very great. Um, his wife ends up pregnant and passing away during childbirth. Um, he loses both his child, the child and his wife and he becomes very depressed. Um, doesn't want to leave bed. His mom's like, you need to get the fuck up. Get out of bed. And he's like, no, I don't want to leave bed. I don't want to be here. It gets very dramatic. Um, you can tell in this aspect, like, I get loss um, through this. And loss is very hard. Whether it's the loss of a child, loss of a loved one. Um, grief in general can be very hard and lead to very depressing moments where you don't want to get out of bed and don't want to move through. And Joe did really well portraying that and the way that he communicates it through body language and through the way that he just pulls the blanket up over his head. Um, his mom then tells him that kid wasn't even fucking yours. Uh, that was your best friend's kid. And she was cheating on you the entire time. And he's like, I don't fucking believe you. I loved her. And... She then shows him letters in his wife's bedroom, which makes him really fucking mad. <laughs> so, like, he had the entitlement and he kind of lived with rose-tinted glasses because he, he's raised as royalty, right? So, Paul's raised as royalty. He's kind of being handed everything that he's gotten in life. He hasn't really had to work for it. Um... He's had servants and maids and he's had consorts and he's trying to get the kingdom from his mom who did not want to give him the kingdom. Um, he's very bratty about it. Like even when he's dressed, like if we go back to the beginning where he's dressed in full where women dresses men and men dresses women for the ball um, and he's dressed in the full gown with the wig and he like is fixing himself and and the, I forget the name of the character, but the consort that he's always talking to is like, you look really pretty. And he's just like, what? Um, and just kind of looks at him and is just like, oh, whatever. And like kind of rolls his eyes and walks away. So he communicates really well body language wise. Um, but if you also notice, like the way that he stands is he lacks confidence. Um, he, he has the confidence to fight with his mother all the time, but he wasn't raised by his mother. He was raised by nannies. Um, and he was raised by people in the kingdom, uh, because his mother was the queen, like titled the queen, right? But wasn't really the queen when his father was ruling. Um, it comes down to, she was planning a coup to get the kingdom. Um, and we find that out later on. If you haven't watched it, 
um, a lot of these episodes do contain spoilers, um, with going through and having all of that and getting to the point where he's now finding out the truth of what his mom was hiding. Um, he's also realized that his mom was cheating on his dad like the entire time. She had lovers and all of this other stuff going on. Um, so when his mom is like, you have to find, coming back to the grief and him finding out that his wife had cheated on him and the kid wasn't even his, coming back to that and his mom going, you have to find another wife and here are five people fucking choose. Um, he chose, like he picked the one that he thought was like the prettiest out of the pictures and went with the one that would satisfy his attractiveness to her um so I think that's where all of that is um uh, and then the way that he conspires right so the way that he talks um verbosely he does talk very verbosely uh, with his mother and he fights with her constantly. So he's constantly arguing back and forth with her and going, when am I getting my kingdom? Um, it's like a child throwing a tantrum because this man has never actually grown up. He's never actually matured. Um, he's still, you know, between 18 and 25 ish. Um, as we see him throughout the series, he kind of doesn't actually fully mature. He gets to a spot where he's not his brain hasn't fully developed and he's not fully actually emotionally mature either. So he's just like, when am I getting my shit? Um, and he's constantly arguing with her and constantly like, it's like a kid getting on the ground and just like, uh, throwing that tantrum. So when that happens, you see a lot of different perspectives of his mom. Like, don't throw a fucking tantrum right now. Like get out of my face. Um, but the other thing is when he marries his wife for the second time, like the second wife, um, and they have a child, as soon as they realize it's a boy, his mom's like, mm, that child is coming with me and you are not going to have any, like, I don't want that child in your life. Um, cause she wants to not have Paul take over the throne. She wants Paul's child to take over the throne. Um, she doesn't trust her own son. And doesn't trust him to be able to rule because she doesn't like him. Um, and you can see that she kind of despises her own child and knows that he kind of has come up in and kind of has that like, I want to rule type mentality and is just like his dad and she did not like his dad. So she wants to raise someone that is going to be able to rule like she ruled, but it's not the greatest. Um when it comes to the Sarnoff line. So with all of that being said, um, him and his wife talk about like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, why is this happening? And so his wife has asked his son, have you signed anything? Have you gone through? They kind of talk as their child gets older. Um, He's also off in Germany now because he's married someone who's German. He has his own troops. He has his own way of like, if he wants to like get a coup, he could and he could take down his mom if he wanted to. And he shows that by coming in with the army that he has and like doing the whole thing with the horses. And you can see all of like he he's on the horse and he has the army behind him. And his mom's like, get the fuck out of here. Um, mind you, he shows things when you see him in clips 
um, whether it's with the confidant or with his mom or with his wife or with his child, he has different personalities that he puts on. He very much loves his child and his wife, um, and he, but he's very much power hungry and wants to be that king that he was promised from a young age. And I think that's where you see that entitlement coming in and that like drive to get what he wants. Um, he fights with his mother all the time. Him and his mom don't get along. And then he comes to learn that his mom ended up kind of having his dad killed. And he's not very happy with that. Um, so, like, he's going to try to fight with that. He was trying to take over for his mom. Um, and then they found the letter that his son signed stating that he would never become king. And they destroyed it after his mom had passed. Um, so that would never come to fruition. And there's just a lot there, right? So he's got this like complex of like, I need to, be, it's a power trip. Realistically, he's just on a power trip of, I need to be in power. I need to have this. Um, they call it like, a lot of people will call it like now the Scrappy-Doo complex where you have to be in power, you have to have all of this. Um, and we can liken it to different characters realistically, but realistically this man just wanted to be in power because he didn't feel, he felt very emasculated from the time he was younger. Um, he didn't get his emotional needs met. Like you can look at it from a series of traumas, right? So his dad died when he was really young. His mom went into power. He was raised by nannies. He didn't get his emotional needs met. He has mommy issues. Um, he, when he did find someone that like he loved, they didn't love him back. They ended up cheating on him with his uh, best friend and, you know, she ended up getting pregnant and passing during childbirth. And then he comes to find out through letters from his best friend and his wife at the time writing letters back and forth that she was, um not the greatest person because she didn't love Paul. She loved his best friend um, and the child was his. And then when he actually does get married, they, it's a marriage of like convenience for both of them. Um, I, I don't think that they necessarily loved each other at the beginning, but they did grow to love each other and have a family together. Um, and, but his child is now being raised partially by his wife and his mom, because he's off, you know, trying to get his troops together and all of the stuff that he does as a man in a kingdom um, during that time period. And with all of that being said, like he's helping to raise his child some as well as his children. And when you have all of that happening um, and you have all of that, he's also at this point having lovers on the side and having illegitimate children and we don't see that in the show, but we can see that throughout history. Um, and you see all of that. And then his mom passes, right? He immediately, as soon as his mom passes, he's like, I'm going to move my dad back to where he should be buried. We're going to put the crown back on his casket. Um, and we're going to put her, you know, somewhere else. And we're, I'm going to be king. Um, so he finally gets what he wants. Finally gets the power he deserves or that he deserves. Like we're going to put deserves in quotes. Um, 
after so many years of fighting with his mom to try to get it, she ends up dying and he gets what he's been dreaming of his entire life. Um, he feels kind of accomplishment and satisfaction, but because like he literally was like, nope, my son's not going to get it. Try to stop all of that from happening. And his son signed papers with his grandma. Um, he, Paul's jealousy is kind of taken from that. Paul didn't want his son to and be in that lifestyle like they thought at one point of not you know doing all of that like there's so much that went through but the way that joe portrays him like body language wise and all of that is fantastic like he gets very exuberant and very in your face and very like out there with the way and it's just it doesn't have to be very like flamboyant movements um or very exaggerated movements it's very subtle movements like it's the subtlety of like the flan the fan flick when he's in the gown with the wig or the subtlety of just fixing himself in that gown or the subtlety of being on the horse and like squinting his like eyes and eyebrows together to make his nose scrunch um or the subtleties of just like slightly sticking out his tongue or the subtlety of just putting his hand in his pocket. It's, it's the subtleties of those movements that make the character who he is and kind of seem um, that he would be right for that time period. Like Joe plays time period pieces really well, which is why he fits so well as places like Eddie or Arthur Havisham um, or Leonard Bast. Um, it's also why he does Billy Knight so well. He researches the roles really well before he actually goes in and actually portrays these characters, whether they have mental illnesses or not. Um, and I think that's, and it really like researches the time period as well. Cause Ralph from Time Wasters is another one. Um, so he really goes through and researches and does what he needs to, to get into the character and make sure that, you know, he's there and he can do it. And then immediately, as soon as the scene drops, he's back to being Joe, um, which is amazing. He doesn't stay in character, so he's not super method. Um, he goes in, shoots his thing and gets out when it's cut, time, done. He's back to being himself, which I love to see. I love to see some of those behind the scenes because it's super amazing to see him go and do that. Um, but the subtleties of him being Paul, you can see it in the movements. You can see it in the way the lines are being delivered. You can see it in just the subtle movements that happen um, and the way that the looks happen or the way the camera pans or the way that maybe the lines are delivered or the lines maybe delivered a little bit differently than how they were intended in the script. So realistically, like Paul is a pompous asshole, um, an entitled uh, prick from the time, you know, he wasn't always like that from the time he was young. Um, kid but he grew into being that because of the culture he was raised in and he communicates as a pompous prick um he's an asshole he's somebody who craves power gets it in the end and gets murdered by his son by being poisoned like that's the outcome paul does not have a happy ending paul is someone who his trajectory is i'm gonna throw tantrums until i like i'm gonna throw tantrums until i get what i want and then when I don't get what I want, I'm going to connive plans or conceive plans to get what I want. And when that doesn't work out, my mom's going to die. And then I'm going to die right after. Like, I'm not going to make it very long. Um, he didn't make it very long after his mom died before he was poisoned and his son took over as king. So like, and then that family didn't last very long after that. So like, there's not a lot um, that goes in through all of that. Like, 
just the way that the subtle body movements is a way of communicating to the audience. It's also a way of communicating to other people. Like communication isn't just verbal. The way he verbally communicates is like, I'm immature. I have a lot of trauma and I am power hungry. Um, he also writes a lot within the show. So he has a lot of written communication because he is royalty during that time. They would have a lot of schooling around writing and things of that nature. So he does a lot with that as well. There's also a lot with the way that he dresses and he communicates through the fashion of the time, which he does not like. He hates a lot of it. Um, as you can tell when he's like undressing to redress and his mom's like, I wouldn't put that together. Um, he gets criticized a lot by his mom too. So he has a complex of like, being criticized and does not like that so he doesn't like when people criticize him as well um so you have to make sure that when you're watching these shows um if you're trying to relate how communication style work with people in your real life you can watch the shows and you can see different people's ways of communicating with different characters you like and you can put it together and see how would i communicate with this person how would it make it easier to communicate with people in my real life um, and you can kind of play back and forth. Also, Paul has mom issues, um, an unresolved trauma with his mom and his dad that he's not worked out because during that time, mental health was not a thing. Um, so, you know, that doesn't help the whole fact that he doesn't communicate very clearly and he doesn't ask for what he wants. He kind of keeps it hidden. He demands, like he, he demands it. There's no boundaries, but he demands what he wants. Um, and that's not a great way to be either because that makes for shit people. Um, he's not the greatest guy. Like he's kind of a shit character. And if you actually read throughout history, he's kind of a shit person. Like he really is a shit person. He's not the greatest. Um, and I think Joe plays really well with being kind of not playing the greatest people throughout history um and having questionable morals and because we come across people like that in our everyday life and it's okay because we're human and it's part of the human experience and we can like joe playing the most horrendous characters knowing that the most horrendous characters are not people that we would admire in real life. We can admire the actor and the work that he puts on um, and the way that he can communicate through these roles that he plays. Um, we're going to look at Billy Knight next because um, that is from CB Strike. That is an amazing character. Um, even though he's only in it for a short period of time, it's really good. And he plays that character really well. So we're going to look at that next. Um, I then may take a little bit of a break from Joe and move on to um, another actor and what they, what characters they play. Um, and then come back to Joe a little bit. But we'll go from there. Let me know what you want in the comments, uh, on our Twitter, on our Instagram, on our TikTok, or even in our Spotify. I will leave it in the Q&A section. Um, this is this episode of the podcast for Allie's Corner. Um, I hope you guys have a beautiful rest of your week and I will see you next week.